This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Browns fans, you know that rooting for this team alone can be a serious cause for therapy. But let's be real. And guys, you know what I'm talking about, whether you want to admit it or not. Sometimes we're just not okay. And it's okay to not be okay, but it's time to step up and do something about it. Talk therapy is a tremendous avenue to dealing with the stresses and anxieties we all face in everyday life. As men, we often experience the weight of providing for our families while trying to appear as strong as possible, but trying to hold it all together creates a ton of pressure, and BetterHelp provides a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you understand and manage your emotions. Look, we all have big feelings and we all go through rough times in life where we just need to talk through things. BetterHelp lets you talk to your therapist whenever and however it's convenient for you. You can video chat or call, or you can just send a text message to your therapist whenever you need to talk. And you don't have to worry about whether your therapist is the right fit for you because you can switch anytime at no additional charge. Unlike traditional talk therapy where you have to adjust your schedule to fit into the therapist's calendar, BetterHelp is completely flexible and allows you to schedule time to talk that fits your calendar. Right now, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash dogs. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S. Give it a try. Try it out for a month and just see if talk therapy is right for you. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash dogs. Take back control of your feelings and give BetterHelp a try today. Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Hurry and get your orders in now for Father's Day by using promo code DOGS. You gotta go quick, just a couple more days till Father's Day. They got a great uh, special going on right now if you use promo code DOGS. Search it in the search bar, D-A-W-G-S. Get your dad something uh, awesome for Father's Day. That's at omahasteaks.com. Uh, if you want to get your intros on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com. Tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. Uh, today, we're going to get into some Perry on Winfrey news, uh, some unique Ngakwe rumors. We're going to talk about what the expectations should be for the Browns this season. Then we're going to wrap things up with uh, going through some division winners throughout the league, uh, our predictions. Uh, we also got a voicemail from Kenny Mac to get to, so that's always a good time. Before we jump into it, though, I want to remind you to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Uh, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog back member on our Patreon page. Uh, you get an extra episode every week. You get access to the private Discord. Uh, Fantasy football is right around the corner. We're going to have Rejaf leagues. we got a, a Dynasty League set up for some people who have been in there uh, already. It's a good time for everybody. The, the, the Dynasty draft's been going on for weeks now. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the, they got eight hours to make a pick. So, in, in this 30 rounds, baby. Yeah, this, this Dynasty League is there's a guy from Scotland who's doing work in Saudi Arabia right now, uh, a Browns fan doing this dynasty league in here. So if, if you want to do a league with Browns fans that literally span the globe, uh, the dog pound, the dog packs where to do it. It's a good time. Everybody gets along. It's just super fun. So join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So it's good to all four of us, by the way, 
Yo, yo, back. It, it feels it feels good. It's been, I feel like it's been a minute since we've had uh, all four of us here, and I know we're not in the studio. It, it's tough to get everybody in the studio on the same day. We're also kind of transitioning to a new studio, so it's just it's a busy time for the dog podcast right now. But I'm pumped to be able to get all four of us on an episode uh, and just get the juices flowing. I will <laughs> say renovations are underway, not. Full steam ahead just yet, but things are moving, and that new studio is going to be ready. I'm hoping here in the next month or two. That'd be awesome because okay. I'm excited to get in there. We should do like some behind the scenes things, like uh, what goes into building a podcast studio. I think that'd be pretty cool. That's as, as easy as taking pictures with my phone. I can totally do that. All right, get to work. No, I will. <laughs> uh, so that's a lot, that's some of the cool stuff going on for us. But uh, let's jump into some Browns news. The first thing, uh, Perion Winfrey, his um, his case has been dismissed. Uh, I believe if I saw if he he went through like a, a counseling program or something like that. I don't know if you guys know the, the exact term of what it was called, but uh, he went through that program. Then his case was dismissed. So that's good. Um, hopefully, he can get his act together. Uh, because I think with the talent we're putting around him and with Jim Schwartz, I think he could he could play a role on this this team on this defensive line if he can just keep his head on straight. I agree, man. I think what we saw out of Winfrey the second half of last season, we've talked about it a lot this offseason, is he, he he popped off the tape. You you watch games on Sunday, you're like, man, Paragon Winfrey's starting to look pretty good. And then you know, the hype kind of builds over the offseason here. We get all this hope built up and then illegal stuff, you know, takes place. And it's like, kid, just please, please keep your head on straight. We need you. Yeah, I agree. I think and he's got a great shot at starting on this team. I mean, who, who who's starting uh, next to Tomlinson? Honestly, like, is it Jordan Elliott? I I don't know. It's going to really it's going to be Ika. You think so? Okay. But here's the thing. There's opportunity to get on the field. I, was, I think it's Ika, and if it's not him, it's going to be, uh, what's his name, Hurst? Okay. Uh, and then it'll be Ika a month into the season. And I'm saying, Am I saying his name right? It's been a while since I... Yeah, it's Ika. I don't know. The thing with me, and, and I've said this before, just about the defensive tackle position being such a big step up from college to the pro, so that's why I've I would feel like Ika would probably take a month or so or maybe, you know, partway through the season. Like like Winfrey last year. First part of the season, we didn't really see him pop. And then he started to adjust and pick it up. So maybe Ika's a quick learner. I mean, it's not the same for everybody. Obviously, he could easily start the season as the starter. But I would be more looking at Hurst. The tackle's not mental. You play a, a zero, a one, a three, and you get hands on your guy. You read the block, and then you make a play. Like mentally he shouldn't have an issue playing the tackle if anything it's going to be physical and the dude's yeah i'm not another man i just i see him playing a lot early and often yeah um, since he's more of the run stopper maybe you're right about the physical thing translating a little quicker than like the finesse pass rushing type of interior lineman sure he's he's not you know what i mean like he, he's a run stopping defensive tackle um that has some pass rushing ability uh, a little bit maybe underrated pass rushing ability. Um, but I see him playing a lot early and often. I see Perion kind of being uh, almost, I don't want to call him a specialist, but I see him being used situationally third and longs, passing downs, 
because he's definitely more of a pass rushing D tackle than a, a run stopping D tackle. And I think it's okay to use him in that role too because of where we got him in the draft. We didn't draft him to be an every down player based on draft position. We got him in the fifth. So if he if he's a, becomes a quote unquote specialist, you know he's a fifth round pick. Great, you got a guy who can contribute to your team in the fifth round. Good job, Andrew Barrett. Yep. So thoughts, John? Anything? Um, no, I agree with what Justin said. I mean, he's definitely got a shot at playing. I mean, we're going to rotate him in. So just quit being stupid and stay on the team. Don't ruin your future, you know? Uh, before we move on, everybody on the Dogs Podcast and in Dogs Podcast Nation should congratulate Jonathan. He just graduated college. Oh, oh congratulations, buddy. Good job, John. We're all very proud of you. I, I told him, I said, I was. I told him, uh, you know, I make fun of him when he deserves it. And but I had to give him. I give him his flowers when he deserves it. I'm, I'm, the reality is, though, you make fun of your friends when they don't deserve it as well. Yeah, that's what makes such a good friend. It's a pretty consistent, pretty consistent thing for you. Uh, but no. So congratulations, John. Everybody, jump in the comments and say congrats to John. Uh, so then that takes us to a guy who seems to have been linked to the Browns for the better part of a year or a year and a half now. Um, Unique Ngakwe rumored Brown's rumored to be interested in him. Are you guys surprised that we're interested in another edge rusher? Not really. Not an interior guy. I honestly, it didn't shock me because that's one position that I don't feel you can ever have enough top end talent at, especially when you're trying to, I don't know. We've been trying to find that guy opposite miles and God Zadarius Smith. And that's awesome. But you don't want Miles and Smith playing every single down out there. You need you need the depth, especially, you know, God forbid injuries happen or they just need a breather, take some, you know, a series or two off. I mean, Oboe is excellent. We've got the rookie McGuire. But, man, if you could bring in a guy like Ngakwe, I mean, this guy's a sack machine. Could you Im- imagine the flexibility Jim Schwartz would have up front if you sign a unique Ngakwe? Man. And you put, and then you could run a D line sometimes um, of Miles Garrett, Tomlinson, Zadarius Smith could play on the inside, and you could have Unique and Doc. I mean, that's getting after the pass rusher or the passer. Like that's yeah. that's four dogs up front. You know, it's it gives Schwartz so much flexibility. It'd almost be an embarrassment of riches. We'd go from like one of the worst defensive lines an NFL teams ever had to, I mean. On paper, you know, obvi- everything's on paper right now. I can't, yeah. you know, um, they haven't done anything yet. But on paper, that's got to be one of the, the best defensive lines in football if if we were to sign him. I don't know about so you that, guys. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, as far as the interior goes, the only two guys I've really got eyes for right now would be Matthew Ioannidis and Shelby Harris. And if they can get Ngakwe, like you said, then the versatility on the defensive line, you offset what you maybe don't have solidified at that second defensive tackle position, but we still have great players to rotate there, you know, with Ika and Hurst and Hill and Elliott. Like, we'll be okay, and Winfrey will be okay if we get a guy like Ngakwe to go with those other edge rushers. Man, it's going to be nasty. Yeah, I saw his last his last contract was for $13 million a year, and that was a fully guaranteed contract. Um, do you see the Browns doing something similar to that or not? I don't think they're going to spend it all, honestly. I think I, I I think we've been like 
that Zedarius, uh, that kind of caught us off guard a little bit. I, I don't really see, especially for guys that have been sitting here this long now, all of a sudden we're going to just jump in out of nowhere. I, I'd love it. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's great. And he played for Indianapolis last year and was a stud. Pretty sure he led the team with uh, uh, sacks. I think nine he had something like that. Nine yeah. and a half, and he led the uh, Raiders the year before with 10. Yep. So nine I, and a half in 15 games. Yep. I like him. I just, I think that we might be at a point where we kind of just settle down. We just settle in, take what money is left over. I know uh, we say the cap doesn't really matter and all that, but. but our cap hit's going to be terrible next year. Uh, there's going to be guys that are going to get cut regardless, but I don't know. I think we'd just roll it over. Just roll the cap. I, I think the Browns make one more move. They, they didn't rework these contracts, in my opinion. They, they didn't rework them for nothing. Um, yeah. Where we reworked, what, Harrison Bryant and who, who was the other guy? Jordan Elliott. And Jordan yeah. Elliott. I think they're freeing up a little bit. I don't think they're going to go crazy. This is why, like, the – I last episode I said I don't think we're going to sign DeAndre Hopkins. I still don't think we're going to sign DeAndre Hopkins. Um, like and it. I could see us. I mean, the longer Ngakwe sits, the you know the cheaper he becomes, and um, and, and you got to think he would be enticed to play with for a guy like Jim Schwartz and to play opposite Miles Gary. Like that's a good situation for him. Um, so uh, I could see it happen. I, I just think the Browns have one more move in them. And again, I don't necessarily think it's like, because like you said, we, you know, I don't think we're going to break the bank, but I, I think there's just one more like roster solidifying move in up Andrew Berry's sleeve. I bet, so we'll see what it is. At least that's what I'm thinking. What about, what about you, John? Were you surprised we were, we were going to go edge or were you thinking interior were you not thinking? Uh, <laughs> Probably that one. Man, I'm. Uh, Josh said it best, though. I'm not, I mean, I'm not surprised that they're going after, you know, or reportedly interested in, you know, great talent in general, regardless of the position, because you really can't be too deep, honestly. Um, with Ngakwe, too, like, I, I'd be, you know, I'd be real pumped if we got him. But with for me, it's the money right now. I don't know if we're spending the money. I also think... If 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 the reports are true and we're really interested in him and we're interested in another edge rusher, to me that thinks Andrew Barry thinks the Browns are gonna be playing with a lead a lot. And, you know, second half, fourth quarters, other teams are gonna be forced to pass to try to get back into a game because we're gonna be playing from with a lead and you need as many pass rushers as you can to get after the quarterback late. I mean, you'd have four guys that you could have on some kind of a rotation that come fourth quarter should be very fresh between Miles, Smith, Oboe, and Ngakwe. I mean, you imagine putting a fresh Miles out there in the fourth instead of a guy who's been sucking wind since early third quarter. Like, we talked last week about um, Brown Tiger's question with the secondary and the way we think they're going to play. If we're playing with a lead and teams are forced to throw, our our defense is just going to have a field day. Like it's going to be so fun to watch. Yeah, because it's our secondary is no chip. No. <laughs> really, not at all. Like it, it, it's hard not to get excited, and I'm trying so hard not to get excited because we've been good on paper so many times. But man, it I feel like 
maybe we had Browns colored glasses on the couple the last couple of years because there were definitely some holes in the team like last year in tier D line and uh, you know wide receiver year before that kind of thing. Um, but man, it's very hard to go through this roster and pick out the holes. Like yeah. like where is the where is the major major need for the Browns right now? It's it's hard to find it. And if yeah. you're win now, if you're all in, which I think we are win now, or win now mode at least, why not? I mean, why not? Because if you're in a small window, like especially just with contracts and stuff, this is it. Like, so if you if there's a guy out there that you can get for a decent contract, pull the trigger. You absolutely have to put every every everything into it. This is it. No, I, I completely agree. Let's go for broke, which we're going to talk about, you know, what's considered a good season for the Browns this year later. So um, we'll, we'll save that for that. Uh, but no, I agree. We're, the Browns are clearly in win down mode. It's that's that's the mindset. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I, I feel like he's been linked to the Browns multiple times over the last year or so. And it's never happened. But maybe this will be the time that they get it, the uh, the deal done. We were in trade talks with the Jaguars a few years back whenever he was still with them. Yep. Before he got moved to Baltimore. Baltimore. Minnesota first. Minnesota first and then yep. Baltimore, my yep. fault. Yep. So he's kind of been, he's kind of bounced around. And one thing that he did say he wants is he wants he's ready for a multi year deal and some stability with his team, which is hard to say, but it is the Browns. I mean, we got Jim Schwartz. This this team has been you know, maybe the record hasn't reflected the last couple of years the way we wanted to, but it has been stable as far as the players, the coaching, and everything like that. So, you got Jim Schwartz. I could see the Browns bringing him on like a somewhat a team friendly two year deal or something just to kind of make sure we have that edge rusher next year because I don't know if Smith will be around or not. Yeah, he might be a one year rental. Mm-hmm. We we talked about. I don't like that term, but it just depends. It depends on what else the Browns have too. Yeah. Yep. All right, Browns fans, before we move on to the next part of the podcast, we have an offer now from Caesars Sportsbook that you won't want to miss. New customers can get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,250. All you have to do, use our promo code DOGSFULL, all one word, D-A-W-G-S-F-U-L-L, when you sign up. If you sign up using our code DOGSFULL, you will not only have your first bet insured, but you will also be directly supporting this podcast. So if you haven't signed up for Caesar Sportsbook, join now with our code DOGSFULL and drop your first bet today. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. See podcast description for full terms. All right, now we've got a a podcast. Yeah, right. We've got a voicemail. We do. We're actually doing it at the moment. We've got a voicemail from Kenny Mack. Yo, Dog Pack, it's Kenny Mack, and I am catching up on all the Dogs Podcast social. First thing about us not making the playoffs, I mean, our roster is fantastic. However, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. So beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, beat Baltimore in Baltimore, and rough up those 49ers, and we'll have a good shot. Uh, Next is, when is bringing in too many veterans going to offset the development of any young guys that we're bringing in? Because at this point, a lot of people are saying, well, who do we sign if we don't get DeAndre Hopkins? Well, our roster's complete, and we need to see some development out of these young guys, because if we bring more people in, we're saying our 
drafts a bust or our previous drafts are a bust. So give me your thoughts, fellas. So I, I don't think that it makes draft picks a bust as far as just addressing that. You're bringing in veteran leadership to culture those guys, to get them situationally ready for the NFL. For a kid that's 22, 23 years old, that's coming into the league, has more money than he's ever had in his life, and you're expecting to just drop him in day one. That's why you bring these guys in. They literally, it's just a culture thing. It's, and they develop underneath these leaders. You know what I mean? Veteran guys. So I, I don't think it does. And if anything, you're just positioning them to be successful in two years if they're not ready straight out of college. No, I, I agree with that in terms of um, the Browns were awful in one score games last year. Because, and, and part of that is where the Browns, I feel like the Browns have been one of the youngest teams in football for, the last 10 years like we're always super young and losing all those one score games it's it's these young guys just not knowing how to close the deal um you know at the end of games i mean the jets game you know that kind of stuff so you bring in this veteran leadership to kind of like you said build a culture of winning teaching these guys what it takes to be a pro you have to play 60 full minute if you play 58 and a half minutes and then you'll lose the game you know, we learned that the hard way last year. It takes 60 minutes to win a game in the pros. And, I mean, the Browns used to be notorious for this. They come into a game with one win and beat the Patriots. You know, or they come in and beat the Saints who went on to win the yeah. Super Bowl that year or at least sometime in that time frame. Like, anybody can – it's one of the most um, – there's so much parity in the NFL. It's the league that I would say – probably has the most because of the salary cap. You know, in the NBA, they got the luxury tax. In baseball, you can buy championships. In football, with the the, the hard cap, it, it creates parity, and it's why it's the most popular league. Because and It's why teams like the Browns, no matter how many bad years we have in a row, we come in and think this is the year we can be good because it's, it's an actual reset every year because um, so much change, so much roster turnover. Um so you you need these veteran guys to come in and and teach these young guys what it takes to be a pro, how to prepare, how to practice, um, you know the extra stuff you have to do like watching film, coming in for treatment, taking care of your body. That's what that's why you bring in veterans. Um, so I don't I don't think you'd say any of Andrew Barry's drafts are bust. Has he hit on every pick? No, but show me the GM who has. Right. Yep, and that's a lot of the feedback that I've seen on, especially Twitter, in term or like in regards to the um, unique and Gakwe situation. Is people are saying we need to quit bringing in these veterans and start letting our young guys develop. And my pushback has constantly been: this is not a developmental year. This is a win now year. We yeah. we are trying. I mean, look what the moves they've made. We're the Browns front office. This this team is trying to win right now. This is not a time to say, well, let's make sure we get all our young guys in there and. Get them some experience. If we drop a game here or there, oh, well, there's always no. There's not always next year. There's this year. We had to quit thinking past this one before it even starts. That's where I'm at on on that. Browns fans, it's hard to change their mindset, though. Our whole lives, it's been get these young guys in, develop them. They're going to be good three years from now. We're not worried about three years from now. We're worried about this year, finally. And, you know, it's just tough to break that mindset. And let me ask, did anybody else here see anything out of Alex Wright that says, or last year that says, well, we let him develop a little bit this year. We can still win this year with, I mean, with him as the only guy? No. 
No, and you can get developed. Yes, game reps are like the most important thing, mm-hmm. but you can get mental reps in practice. There's training camp, yep. and then you're there learning from a, a guy who gets ten sacks every year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that is development. Just getting thrown to the wall. I mean, ha- the wolves is not development. How did uh, uh, Deshaun Kaiser develop? <laughs> you know, like yep. you know, how did um, the guy who caught the the pass against the Steelers, um, Corey Coleman? Well, yeah, how did he didn't he, catch? He didn't you know catch I mean? it. He didn't <laughs> catch it. He dropped it. Right. So Sweet. that's one of those like the development thing. It's kind of overblown. Yeah, especially with I mean, you look at like Aaron Rodgers, and obviously quarterbacks play way longer careers than most other positions. But I mean, he sat for a while and ended up being one of the greatest ever. Um, yeah, you got to bring in the veterans for the culture and and the fact that you know we need to win. We want to win this year. So, yeah. You do have to run the risk, I feel like, of possibly when you've got to trim down the roster next year, you didn't get to see all these guys in game. So, you don't really know which one, you know, you might end up cutting somebody that ends up being good for someone else, but that's just a risk you take. You know, it's just part of the game. So, I think the fact that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And Andrew Barry's only cut one player that he's drafted so far. And I feel like he he's willing to play the long game with these rookies. And you got to remember, the Browns aren't a team filled with first and second round picks out of the last couple of years. We traded those away to get proven players. So we're dealing with a lot of third round and beyond rookies. I mean, there's a lot of fifth rounders on this team. They're not these aren't guys you just throw in there with high expectations in year two and think. Well, this guy will get us over the the hump. No, he still needs to, like Blake said, learn from the veterans in front, you know, and that just makes them cheaper on second contracts when they develop. So I don't know. I think Andrew Barry's playing a smart game here. I do. I agree. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Guys, here's the truth. Dads want steak. When you give dad perfectly aged and oh so tender steaks, you're not just giving him the best meal of his life but the chance to grill them up and share the moment with you. For a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar, you have to type it into the search bar, guys. You will be able to order the dad's favorite gift package for just $99.99. By entering that code or that keyword into the search bar, you also get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers with your order. These burgers, I'm telling you, they taste just like steak on a bun. They're ultra lean and they pack a bold, intense, beefy flavor. They're just awesome. Save over 60% on the Dad's Favorite Grill Pack and you get four bacon wrap fillets, four premium air chilled boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, four made from scratch caramel apple tartlets, and an Omaha Steak seasoning. Plus, use the code DOGSDAWGS, type it in the search bar, you get eight free Omaha Steak burgers included. Don't make gifting hard this year, guys. Dad's want steak. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use code DOGS in the search bar. Order the dad's favorite gift package for Father's Day today. That's omahasteaks.com. Type DOGS in the search bar. Well, uh, thanks for the voicemail, Kenny Mack. Again, if you want to get your voicemails on the show, your intros on the show, thedogspodcast.com. Tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. Uh, We like getting you guys' voicemails, especially in the off-season. Helps fill some time. We like hearing from you guys. Um, So we heard Kenny Mack kind of talking about you know, some articles and stuff like that on social media saying the Browns aren't going to make the playoffs. Um, I've seen some things that are as crazy 
I think it was a guy on um, NFL Network who picked us to only win like five games or something like that. Um, and it's which is crazy because then on Good Morning Football they were just talking about us the other day about how like we're dark horse Super Bowl contenders. We're not even saying that about us, you know. We're too afraid to say that. Like so, I think if anybody if anybody's picking us to only win like five games. It's just because they don't like Jimmy Haslam and they don't like Deshaun Watson. Uh, that's the only that's the that's the only way to explain that. Um, but before I even knew what Kenny Max voicemail was about, I said that we should talk about what is what is a good season for the Browns this year. What's the minimum they have to do for you at the end of the season? You to be like, okay, good season. Because we see some people who are like, oh, you paid Deshaun all this money. It's Super Bowl or bust. To me, that's kind of crazy thinking. Like, right. you know, like Josh always says, one team wins the Super Bowl. You, you, you guys will be mad if we make the Super Bowl? Like, you know, so well, to you guys, what is, what's the minimum we got to do for you to be happy with the way this season went? I think, first off, we have to make the playoffs. I think you have to make the playoffs. I think if we don't make the playoffs this year, we're probably looking for a new head coach. And I don't know if his seat's that hot, but I mean, there, at the end of last year, there was a lot of rumblings of that. But I, I just think we're too far. Huh? I think those rumblings were external, but I would yeah. agree if we, if we don't make the playoffs, his seat's at least very, very lukewarm. Yes. Yeah. It depends but, on if we don't make it, how we didn't make it. Did we just absolutely bomb it? Or did some really explainable, weird, freaky things happen? It's like, of course. You know what I'm saying? Our entire starting offense all break their legs in week one. Exactly. (laughs) That's fair. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm not jinxing it. Yeah, but I I, I say at least playoffs. I am totally agree. And are you thinking win the division or wild card? No, I think the AFC is brutal. I think if if we get a wild card, if we get to the end of the season and we have a wild card spot, I'm ecstatic yeah. because I think it's a brutal – the AFC is brutal. Yep. There are going to be good teams that are going to be watching playoffs from home, for sure. Yes. Yeah. To me, 10 games, I want to see 10 wins. Um, I think nine is you know, worse than what I want, and 10 is, okay, that's not a bad season. Well, really, I just want to see drastic improvement in the uh, one-score games and obviously a playoff appearance. So I, I want 10 wins – and I, uh, not a playoff. To me, we have to win at least a playoff game. Like if if we get in as you know a wild card, we have to win the, the wild card game. Um, if we get in, you know we're not going to get. It. I would imagine we're not going to get the bye. But if like by some miracle we got the bye, then you got to win that divisional game um, and make the the AFC championship game. So to me, ten wins in a playoff game, I will be like. Good season, you know. We, that's yeah. a lot to look forward to. Anything less than that, I'm going to be a little bit perturbed. So for me, I'm not as hell bent on the. We have to have a playoff win, although with this roster, it's not unrealistic to expect it. I I can't fault anybody for saying that that's the level they want to be at. I'm kind of with you guys as far as the total wins. Like John said, ten would be a good starting point of what I'd be happy with. But as long as we make the playoffs, I honestly don't really care about how we get there, how many wins. I want to see playoffs, and I do not want to get our asses kicked on the ground every single week. 
I want to see the defense show that it's a dominant defense under Jim Schwartz. That would give me even more than Deshaun Watson coming back and looking like old Deshaun Watson because I expect him to be at least close to that this year at some point. I need to see the defense look like, okay, this is a defense that we can ride for the next couple years and feel pretty good about. Uh, to me, it's been such a... It's just been such a, like, just with the defense, it's been such a weak spot yep. for so many years. Um, at, so we've put it all on Joe Woods. So, and I, I'm not saying that I think this will happen, but there has to be something. I think that we're going to see it completely. It'll be a 180 as far as what our defense looks like and what they can achieve. But if we go out there and we lose close games and blow opportunities and it's the same story again, Browns fans are going to lose their minds. Yeah, I don't know about you guys how you feel, but for me watching a, a Browns game, I get frustrated when we go three and out on offense. I can't freaking stand it when the other team is just picking up first downs left and right, easy peasy, moving the ball, manhandling us, just treating us like little children. I hate that. I hate it. I, uh, so the re- I say we got to win a playoff game for me to be happy because – I, I, I can't be happy just make – we want a playoff game with Baker Mayfield. So, yeah. to, to have all this roster turnover, to go get Deshaun, to do all this stuff, to just make the playoffs, that would still – you'd still have to say we're behind where we were with Baker if we lose – if we don't win a playoff game. You know, so, so to me, it's – you have to win at least one playoff game. Part of me almost said two because, you know, Baker won one. Um, but I think if you can win 10 and win one in Deshaun's first full year back, then I I don't know if I will be pumped about it, but I won't say the season's a complete failure. Like, I'll be like, okay, there, there's stuff to build on here. We look good. Stuff yeah. fancy, you know, corrected some of his things. Defense was better. Like, there's there's things to build on. Um, but we have to win at least one playoff game. You can't You can't say Baker was the problem and then two years later make the playoffs and lose the first game and then – and be happy or be worse yeah or not or not get back there at all yeah yeah so that's where i stand on that um so let's know what you guys think what what's what what constitutes a good season uh for you guys for the browns this year let us know in the comments uh so to wrap this episode up i think a, a fun thing to do just some like way too early we don't even know you know final rosters injuries that kind of stuff well i think we'll just do the afc today um pick the winners of each division so we can start with the afc east you got, okay this is a, this is a tough one that Buffalo, a tough new, one. new england and the jets mm. uh who you guys got winning that division mm. ah man who's going first? i'll be crazy i'll go crazy i'll go crazy i love buffalo and i think new york's gonna be a lot better but if tula can stay healthy i mean i i like them to win the division I mean, they they looked like when he was in there, they couldn't be stopped. I mean, uh, so as much as I don't think he'll stay healthy, I'll go out on a limb here, and I'm going to go Miami. Um, man, I was about to say Miami too, Justin, and then I does too is stay healthy though. Right? No, man, I, no. that is tough. I guess I'm I'm leaning, you know, wow, like probably Buffalo. Yeah. I think the Mac attack 
we're going Patriots. They're coming back this year. Oh, my I'm just, God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. No, honestly, Holy I mean, crap. It, the, the, man, if Aaron Rodgers is, you know, he won the MVP, what, two years in a row there before last year. If he can play at that level with what they have on defense and just the supporting cast on offense in, in New York, I think the Jets could win that division. Um, 100% could. Yeah, the Jets. Yeah, I'll just pick. I'll just pick the Jets to be a little different from you guys, but the the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator. Yes. Did we watch his <laughs> offense last year? Wasn't it was good. rough, <laughs> but it was successful. It was a successful uh, partnership in Green Bay. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, that's what got him that job in Denver. Right, right. right He's right. a quarterbacks coach. Um. Okay, we'll skip the AFC North. Let's go to the AFC South. Then Jacksonville, Tennessee, Indian, Houston. I think this one, unless it's a one-year wonder, this one's kind of easy. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. easily Jacksonville. Yes. I, yeah, I I think uh, I joke with these guys. I think Houston's going to be better than what people are giving them credit for. I think people, everybody I see is like, oh, four or five wins. I think they'll be better than that. But Jacksonville, be better four or five wins. I think they can be over four or five wins. Yes. Yes. They won three last year. I would say place the bet. I would say if they get to six wins this year, they should consider it like they had a crazy. (laughs) But no, I agree. I think Jacksonville. You'd expect Trevor Lawrence to take another step. Yeah, I I think Calvin Ridley. I think is about to be crazy. Yeah, he was good when he left. So what are you saying, Jacksonville, John? I'm going to say Jacksonville, and I'm also going to say Calvin Ridley is not on the trade block, Justin. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No worry. I'm sending him some fantasy offers on the side. Not right now, but earlier. Um, Mid-show dealings. <laughs> yes. And then uh, the AFC West. You got the Chiefs, the Chargers, uh, Vegas, and Denver. Got to go Chiefs, man. Yeah. And prove me wrong. I think it's like another division that's tough, but like I think John said it best. Like until like something different. It's almost like how the Patriots were there with yep. like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Until something like until they prove that they can't do it. I it's an easy that's an easy bet. Yep. Chiefs and give them the bye as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's just my prediction. But and like you said, Justin, until somebody knocks them out of there. I don't think it's crazy. Uh, I think Vegas got worse. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I don't trust the Chargers head coach at all. Uh, I do like Sean Payton in Denver, but who knows? You know what's going to happen? It's the Chiefs. Easy, in my opinion. Not easy, but it's an easy pick for me to make. Uh, yeah, I agree. And lastly, that brings us to the AFC North. Obviously, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and us. This might be the toughest division to pick. It is. I'm having a hard time here. You know, the homer in me wants to say Cleveland. I want to say yeah. it too. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing is it it's tough. It's tough because Cincinnati kind of lost a lot. But it's one of those deals where I watch Cincinnati play Cleveland and I think, how does anybody lose to these guys? And then <laughs> they play everybody else and they won 12 games last year. Yeah. You know, I'm like – it's one of those things where I watch them and I'm just like, how is anybody losing to this team? And then they go out and beat the Chiefs three out of the last four times or something. So, right. It's, and then Baltimore, 
what's Baltimore going to be? I mean, they don't, I don't think that Aaron Butler likes to brag about the receiver core. I think it's still garbage, but Lamar still can run around a lot, and they still have yeah. good defense. Um, yeah, running backs, really yeah. good running backs. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are going to be healthy. So, Buds, yep. In in Pittsburgh, won nine games last year. They're terrible. Won nine games. So it's like, who you guys? Who Josh? Who are you picking? <laughs> um, man, this is such a tough division, but why not? Let's just go Browns. Seriously, I mean that the, the expectation should be high. You talk about it all the time, Blake. I mean, these are no longer the years of man. If we can get to five wins this year, that'd be sweet. Like. No, you, you guys can go ahead and expect more. Doesn't mean you have to say, I I believe we're definitely going to do this and you know put all your hopes and dreams into it, but you can have ex- strong expectations for this team. John? I'm going to go Browns. <laughs> I think the only team I don't think it like, probably could be realistically is Pittsburgh. I just don't think they have a quarterback. I think it could be either of the other three teams, but I'm just going to say the Browns because it's the Browns podcast. Nice done. That was well done. I uh, I want to say Browns. I really do. And I think that everybody in that division probably is going to be pretty decent. Hey, even Pittsburgh. I, I agree with you, Blake. Tomlin has yet to go under 500. I think they're going to be decent enough. I'm going to go ahead and say of the three, just give me... I, I honestly, I think Baltimore is going to be pretty tough. And I want to pick the Browns, but I... I'm reserved. I'll I'll go against the grain here and I'll say Baltimore. Just based on I think they're gonna be tough. I think they're really tough. So I I think winner of this division, I think like first place and last place in this division could potentially be like a game or two. A game. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna take the all people are gonna freak out. I'm taking the Browns. And in <laughs> fact, uh if not now when Yep. You know, like if if now is not the time with, you know, the best quarterback we've ever had, the best, run, you know, second best running back we've ever had, best O-line we've ever had as a unit, you know, arguably the best defensive coordinator we've ever had. Like, if not now, when? You know, so that that's why I'm picking the Browns. Do I think we're going to run away with the division? No. Um, I, like I said, I, it's going to – I think it's going to be a brutal division this year. So – um, that's my pick, uh, and and you know hopefully hopefully we're right. So we'll see. But uh, let us know what you guys think. Who's winning the who's winning the uh, divisions? The AFC next week we'll do the uh, some quick NFC picks. Um, let you guys know what we think about that. The NFC is you know not nearly as brutal. So uh, maybe the Browns can switch the NFC. Uh, so we will wrap this thing up. If you guys are good, anything else? Did I forget anything? No. All right. So, again, thank you guys for being here, uh, joining us on an episode where all four of us can be here. We promise to hopefully be in the studio more, in a new studio. Uh, It's going to be really sweet when it's all done. Um, We appreciate you guys hanging out with us through these virtual episodes and just one or two or three of us. Uh, We're getting closer to football season. We'll have a more set schedule in – we just appreciate you guys bearing with us. Uh, let us know what you guys think about uh, the Browns' upcoming season. You know what, what's going to be a good season. Who's going to win the divisions? Uh, just drop us all your thoughts. Thedogspodcast.com. Again, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Get your thoughts on the show. Um, as always, again, thank you for being here. We'll see you guys next week.
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.